Welcome to Akoban, the Warhorn, with Junius Ricardo Stanton. Welcome to Akoban, the Warhorn. Akoban as it did. Akoban is an Andinkra word and symbol of the Akan people in Ghana, West Africa. Traditional villagers use it as a call for alertness, assembly, preparation, and in extreme cases, mobilization. We sound the Akoban to alert you to interesting personalities, intriguing ideas, and information and resources you may not find in the corporate and digital monopoly platforms. We sound the Akoban to alert you to the possibilities and potentialities that the social engineering refused to provide or suppress. So stay tuned. We have a great program for you, and we'll be right back following these messages. Greetings to the Internet Radio family. This is Reverend Valentine speaking. You know, for nearly 30 years, I have had the distinct experience of being interviewed over every medium of communication available to the public. And except for the metaphysical underground, I can think of no other electronic venue that has been more progressive, more innovative, more insightful, more diligent, more diverse in its demographics, and more courageously supportive of the truth than this ever-growing phenomenon called Internet Radio. And this is precisely why I'm here to tell you that it is so vital that you give your wholehearted support to it. Tell a friend. In fact, tell two, three, and four of your friends. If you are a business owner, support Internet Radio by telling your customers and constituents all about it. Let them know that there is a legitimate and important substitute to all of the prefabricated, super-sensitive garbage polluting our public airways today. Don't allow the mass media to continue to treat you like a mindless consumer drone. Enhance your awareness. Indulge your critical thinking, your reasoning, and your analysis. Do as I do. Log on, listen in, and then let it be known all about your internet radio experience. Chimatep, beloved family, thank you for listening. Walk in light. This is a meditative, relaxing moment with Junius Ricardo Stanton encouraging you to relax, let your shoulders drop naturally, normally, breathe in through your nose, take a deep breath, let your abdomen expand, relax. Hold it for a count of five, four, three, two, one. Exhale, let your abdomen sink in. Relax, take a deep breath. 
Inhale, let your abdomen expand. Hold it. Five, four, three, two, one. Exhale, softly. Relax. Monitor your thoughts. Don't resist what you see, the images. Relax. Focus on your breathing. Inhale deep. Let your abdomen expand. Hold it. Five, four, three, two, one. Exhale. Relax. Continue to monitor your breathing. Focus only on your breathing. Relax. Let the tension flow outward from you. Inhale. Fully, fully expand your abdomen. Fill your lungs with life-giving oxygen and air. Hold it. Five, four, three, two, one. Exhale. Relax, relax, relax. Perk up and be prepared to resume your day in an extremely relaxed state of mind, being, and health. Till next time, stay strong and stay healthy. Shattering the Matrix. And on this edition of Akoben, the Warhorn, we're going to be sharing some information in a piece I did entitled Iatrogenesis. Quote Injury or illness caused by the healer is called iatrogenic harm. It's so widespread, so frequent, so massive, and so continuous that it rarely makes headlines. And unlike a plane crash or a building collapse, the vast majority of iatrogenic deaths can be kept under wraps. And they are. Death by medical error or accident is the nation's leading cause of accidental death, exceeding all other causes of accidental death combined. Medical error and accidents kill approximately as many people each month in the U.S. as COVID-19 did before vaccines became available, unquote. Use systems redesign and the law to prevent medical errors and accidents by Michael J. Sachs and Stephen Landsman, www.statnews.com forward slash 2021 forward slash 08 forward slash 04 forward slash medical errors, accidents, ongoing preventable health threat. One of the best kept secrets in this nation of bountiful concealments and intrigue is the number of adverse reactions and deaths due to iatrogenesis. What is iatrogenesis, you ask? Iatrogenesis is when a patient is harmed or dies as a result of 
doctor's wrong diagnosis, prescription error, faulty procedure, medical error, negligence, equipment malfunction, hospital or nursing home acquired infection, or plain old malfeasance. Iatrogenesis is a major cause of death in the United States. Quote, there were a total of 3.35 million deaths in the United States in 2020. The leading cause of death was heart disease with 690,000 deaths. The second leading cause was cancer with 599,000 deaths. And the third leading cause, iatrogenic death, literally death by healer, causing approximately 400,000 hospital deaths. The COVID death toll in the United States in 2020 was 345,000. HTTPS colon four slash four slash www.corporatecrimereporter.com four slash news four slash 200 forward slash Michael Sachs on the epidemic of death and injury from healthcare. Despite all these figures, there is no outcry or uproar about these increasingly high injuries and deaths. 599,000 deaths due to, quote, the health system, unquote. And these numbers don't include the mild or severe injuries, extended hospitalizations, or deaths outside of hospitals. Not only is this an extremely well-kept secret, the medical, pharmaceutical, and insurance industries are working diligently to keep it that way. Quote, because hospital medical records often do not list incidents of iatrogenic harm, novel methods have been developed to detect it. The Institute for Healthcare Improvement created a technique known as the global trigger, which scours medical records for subtle indications that a patient suffered unexpected harm. A 2013 meta-analysis of global trigger studies found 10 times as many adverse events as found by conventional records reviews, with deaths numbering as many as 440,000 per year. Other studies using on-scene observers have found comparable numbers of incidents, but hospitals are not the only place where health care is delivered. Vastly more patient contacts occur outside of hospitals, where the error profile is different, dominated by diagnostic and medication errors. The limited data that exists suggests that the number of deaths caused by atrogenic harm outside of hospitals is roughly equal to the number that occur inside hospitals, unquote. Use system redesign and the law to prevent medical errors and accidents, Michael Sachs and Stephen Landsman. While they may be inconvenient for the patient, injuries and adverse reactions generate additional treatment, quote unquote, thus further revenue. There is a disincentive within the healthcare system, quote unquote, to fix the problem. Why should they fix this problem if they are prioritizing profit over people? and lack the moral fortitude to do the right thing, when doing so would limit their bottom line. The pharmaceutical-slash-health-deliverance-slash-insurance complex is a huge for-profit generating partnership to the tune of trillions of dollars a year. www.statista.com forward slash topics forward slash 6701 forward slash health expenditures in the U.S. forward slash those are your key figures. Quote, 
but data on the five largest companies in each sector by revenue show pharmaceutical companies' profits are leagues above their health insurer and hospital peers, both on the for-profit and not-for-profit side. The top five drug makers saw a cumulative profit margin of 19.4% in 2018. For health insurers, that was 4.3%. The profit margin across the largest investor-owned health systems was 6% and 3% across the largest not-for-profit health systems, unquote. Pharma Profits Highest in Healthcare by Tara Banal, www.modernhealthcare.com forward slash finance forward slash pharma profits highest healthcare. None of these entities want to kill their cash cow. None of them are talking about reducing the healer-induced injury or death. In fact, they are actively engaged in lowering their liabilities and responsibility. Healthcare providers and insurance companies don't want to pay out losses due to suits, and Big Pharma has been working for decades to limit liability. Quote, the pharmaceutical industry is currently pushing an agenda to essentially eliminate the ability of individuals to pursue failure to warn claims against manufacturers, regardless of the adequacy of the warnings provided. Despite the existence of serious questions, about the integrity of industry raised by misconduct involving medications, KTEC, Norton, Paxil, Oxycontin, Trisol, Viax, and Zyprexa, industry asserts with a straight face that because it is regulated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, federal law should bar an individual's ability to bring a failure to warn claim. The concern is that some courts have begun to buy this argument, unquote. Redemption, tort reform, and pharmaceutical claims. Russell J. Thornton, J.D., www.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov, forward slash PMC, forward slash articles. The whole system is corrupt. The FDA is under regulatory capture by Big Pharma, the medical equipment and food processing industries, as I have shown in previous articles. What we are seeing with the COVID injection, the adverse reactions and deaths, are exacerbating iatrogenesis on a global level. Nevertheless, the Big Pharma medical insurance hydra has no plans or means to reduce iatrogenesis anytime soon. And what we're seeing, despite the suppression, despite the censorship of the numbers of adverse reactions to the so-called COVID inoculations, or what they call vaccines, is staggering. As time goes by, it's even more and more evident, despite the fact that this information is being suppressed. I would encourage you to... Type in Cheryl Atkinson, S-H-A-R-Y-L-A-T-T-K-I-S-S-O-N, and she is a investigative reporter. She has a blog, and she has a podcast, and one of her podcasts outlined, she reported on her research on adverse reactions to the COVID shots, and these are some of the things that she just pointed out, and she used to be a a news reader on CBS News, and she talks about 
how big farmers engaged in an all-out war on vaccine evidence of failure and safety issues. Again, type her name into your browser and read it for yourself. But she just rattled off over 50-some negative outcomes, adverse events that are not reported that are to the vaccine adverse event reporting system, but are reported either through hospitals, physicians, primary care people. And she just called that information and came up with a, a massive list. And she pointed out some inconsistencies. She said, when a vaccinated person dies who was vaccinated, they blame it on comorbidities. When an unvaccinated person dies, they say it's because they weren't vaccinated, not their comorbidities. And she, again, had adverse events for COVID vaccines. I'm not going to read all of them because there's 50 some of them. You know, there's, there's things as minor as temperatures and fever. And that was she, she saw 226,000 reports of that. Skin problems such as hives, blistering, welts, nerves. It was 174,000 rash. It also included rash, blistering, nerve disorders, lymph node issues, 164,000 paralysis and muscle pain, Parkinson's, coordinated tics, neuropathy, abnormal sensation, Bell's palsy, and spinal cord inflammations. There was 139 reports of pain. 137,000 abnormal fatigue, weakness, 121,000 injection site bruises, 111,000 migraine headaches, 80,000 heart events, heart rate, abnormal myocarditis, chest pain, uh, 78,000 lung and respiratory issues, 39,000 pulmonary disorders, and it goes on and on. And she lists them in declining number and severity. So it goes down to like 48,000 arthritis, joint pain, and jaw pain, uh, 40,000 abdominal pain and inflammation, 9,000 neck pain, uh, of course, 8,631 deaths, uh, 7,600 face swelling, and on and on. And like I said, she has over 50 some of them, so I'd encourage you to go on her website and you can, and you can see it at the website called just the news j u s t the news.com and there's alternative views and genuine investigative reporting done on that site and of course it's not a household name because the powers that be the corporatist media and the monopoly digital platforms are doing everything they can according to the recommendations of event 201 to suppress and denigrate and demonize any alternative information and so this is what we're seeing i'd encourage you it's still up there i mean obviously they don't think that too many people are going to go see it i'd encourage you to go to event 201 put that in your browser and look at it read it it was the last dust up dry run simulation before they rolled out the coronavirus the covid or the sars cov2 and when you look at the recommendations you see pretty much what's happening now in real time so they planned it and it was a two-day session they role played they did the whole thing and it was just one of many that have happened 
in the past two decades, there was another one was Red Contagion that ran from January to August and then Event 201 picked up in October. And then, of course, in December, you had the World Health Organization and or in January, you had the World Health Organization declaring a public emergency when only a couple of hundred people had actually come down with it. But, I mean, that's how this works. And then when you factor in iatrogenesis, which is harm by the medical industry, the healthcare industry, this is criminal. And even when you subtract the COVID piece, there's no outcry of all these people who get sick and die because of medical misdiagnosis, medical equipment failure, malfeasance in the nursing homes and the hospitals, or even things that happen on an outpatient or very easy procedure. These are in the hundreds of thousands every year. And we're talking about deaths anywhere between a quarter of a million to some estimates up to 400,000. Now, I'm not trying to frighten you. And I'm not casting aspersions on all doctors or all healthcare systems. There is a problem. And the problem is being ignored uh, mainly because the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry have the FDA in their hip pocket. And people like Fauci, they get paid and they earn a lot of their money through their symbiotic relationship with the drug companies. And this is not integrous. It's not in the best interest of the people. And that's why I'm saying the FDA is enthralled in regulatory capture. And we talked about this several months ago is when an agency or an entity that has been created to serve the best interests and look out for the health, safety, and welfare of the public is subsumed and under the control of the very industries or people or entities it's supposed to regulate or monitor. And it's just not the FDA. It's the SEC. It's the FCC. It's so many other agencies as well as arms of the government like the Justice Department. We've seen the politicization of the FBI and the Justice Department. We saw that with the Nixon administration. We saw that going back to the FBI's founding, J. Edgar Hoover, and how he used it for his own political means. It's just that the media has polished up his image and they make the FBI look like this great crime-fighting organization. And it's not. The whole notion of Mississippi burning, you know, there's, oh, they, the FBI came in. The FBI had informants and infiltrated many of these terroristic organizations, just like they had informants and infiltrators in organizations like the Nation of Islam, the New Republic of Africa, the Black Panthers, and the anti-war movement, American Indian movement, all of that. And their main mission was to maintain the status quo. And what you're seeing now where the Justice Department and the FBI are being turned and let loose on parents who are concerned about their, their children's learning what they're being taught. Now, I'm not talking about the critical race theory because that's being blown out of proportion. That's not being taught in elementary junior high, middle school, or high school. It's something that you might find in a university law school, but certainly not on the lower levels. They're just concerned about the destruction of the myths and the lies that hold this this country together, that, that give this country its sense of identity, that ignores all the evil that it has done 
since the settler invaders landed here. And this is not to castigate everyone. What it is is you have to begin to look at what happened, what role did different people and different agencies play in it, what role are we playing in it, are we maintaining this system, this system that is basically an empire that was put together and, and ramped up near the close of World War II and with the creation of the IMF, the World Bank, the CIA, the Guaranteed Agreement on Tariff and Trade, and all the things that went into making the United States the preeminent materialistic and imperialistic power it is today. And we just need to ask ourselves, is this the way we want to go? Is this the kind of life we want to live? Is this the kind of legacy we want to live for future generations, if there are future generations? Because if you look around and see what's going on in the world now, there's a lot of saber-rattling at Russia. There's a lot of saber-rattling at Iran and, of course, China. And, of course, that bolsters the military-industrial complex, beefs up their budgets, their bottom line. But it also, because of the way we've been programmed with this mind control to fear everybody, the xenophobia, that just because somebody lives in another country or they have a different culture, we, we should be afraid of them or perceive them as our enemy when that's not the case. And so all this is connected, whether it's a foreigner or whether it's a germ or a microbe or a pathogen, which, by the way, they have not proven to exist. They're just saying it's a coronavirus. There are hundreds of coronaviruses that have been in existence for thousands of years. That's why even with modern, quote-unquote, technology, they haven't been able to come up with a vaccine to eradicate them. The COVID injection is not a vaccine based on the prior definition of vaccines, which they have now changed to cover that up. Remember, the vaccine for smallpox and polio claimed to eradicate the disease, and they have stomped it out pretty much. Well, there won't be a vaccine for coronaviruses because they continuously mutate. What we're seeing and what we're being told is partially the truth. Coronaviruses do mutate. Common cold is a coronavirus. That's why there's no vaccine or way to eradicate it. Influenza is a coronavirus. What we're being subjected to is propaganda. And one of the key things in propaganda, you take a piece of truth and fashion your narrative or your story around it. You put in your images, you put in your scare tactics, you put in your out-and-out lies, but there is a kernel of truth in it that gives it some cohesion and allows them to run it out. And people can latch on to some or all of that truth and not see how we're being duped and manipulated with the lies and what's going on. But the fact of the matter is, iatrogenesis is real. And all you have to do is type it into your browser and look at it. And there are many, there are some who say it's the third leading cause of death in the United States. Some say it's like the sixth. Some say it's not as bad. Some say it's much worse because there are many instances and situations and circumstances that are not counted. And, of course, what we're learning about the VAERS, the 
vaccine adverse event reporting system. What they're saying about that is there's only about at max a 10% level of reporting. Although what we're seeing about the uh, corona jabs is alarming, the truth of the matter is it's much, much worse because I've had friends who've suffered some things, but they didn't report it. They just dealt with it. They just went back to the hospital or were taken to the hospital and were, were given some procedures or, or treatment or triage or whatever and just went on about their merry way because they've been entrained to believe what they say for, to quote-unquote follow the science, which is bogus, particularly when you're looking at the people who are pushing this stuff, Johns Hopkins, Fauci, the Rockefellers, the Gates, people like that who have a eugenics background and have a history of a program for global population control, global depopulation. Don't sleep on this. Don't take my word for it. Do some research and you'll come to the conclusion that there is something to this. This is not just some wild speculative uh, theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. And by the way, the term conspiracy theory was created by the CIA to discredit anyone who doubted or who challenged the official narrative of the assassination of John F. Kennedy, who I believe and evidence proves, at least circumstantial evidence anyway, that certain members or prior members of the CIA, like Alan Dulles and the Dulles brothers, were actively involved in the assassination and murder of John F. Kennedy. But that's something that's part and parcel to our history that has been suppressed. And just like the Kennedy assassination has been suppressed all these years, now they want to suppress the notes and the test results of the Pfizer COVID vaccine. They want to keep that in abeyance and censored and suppressed for 50 years, knowing full well that most of us will be long gone or have made our transition by then. Or if they keep the big lie up, there'll be no real need or interest in doing it or finding out the truth as they say the first one of the first casualties in war is truth and so we're engaged in a spiritual and psychological battle as well as a battle for our health there is no neutrality in this you are either fighting for the survival of humanity or your collateral damage you can't sit on the fence you can't say well i hope they'll overlook me nah that doesn't work Sooner or later, they're going to get to you. And you're looking at what's happening with the lockdowns, the concentration camps, the tyrannization and the weaponization of this COVID, where they're locking down people. They're going to track you with with the uh, contact tracing as well as these passports. And they're going to come knocking on your door, kicking down your door. Now, the only reason they're not doing it in the United States is just too many guns. And you have an active resistance and an active skepticism about the government. And that's why they can't do here what they're doing in Australia, Austria, Italy, and some of these other places. But it's coming. They're going to try to find a way to wear us down to the point where people just give up. Because that's what happened in the beginning. People says, okay, okay, I'll take the, the vaccine just so things can go back to normal. Well, I have news for you. It's not going back to normal. Just like we didn't go back to normal after 9-11. It's like we didn't go back to normal after the 2008 economic implosion. 
it's not going back to normal. It's part and parcel of a major re-engineering. The ruling elites call it the Great Reset. Just type that into your browser. Type Klaus Schwab into your browser and look at what's going on and look at who these creepy people are. But they use noble sounding words and verbiage to talk about uh, this kumbaya moment. And we're going to create inclusion, diversity, equality, and equity. But when you look at their history, you look at the people who signed up for this stuff, you look at how they've made their money, that's not how they made their money. And looking at what they're doing as they speak, you know they have not repented. You know that this is just some scam that they are putting out. And so we're sounding the Aquaman to alert you to it. Don't sleep on it because... It could be very, very devastating. And I haven't even talked on some of their platforms or their their programs, such as transhumanism, where they want to hook us up to the computer, like Elon Musk with his Neuralink, where they want to turn us into cyborgs. And, of course, the same people pushing that, Klaus Schwab, when you look at his fourth industrial revolution and the Internet of Things, it's all linked together. It's a massive social re-engineering. It's going to turn out to be a dystopian nightmare, a crisis. And if you think things are bad now in places like Australia, New Zealand, uh, some of the places where they're moving forward toward more lockdowns, more restrictions, more like Nazi-type tyranny, this is just the beginning. They just haven't gotten it here yet. Little by little, they're trying to to make it happen here. Like I said, the good news is that some of the courts have ruled against these mandates. But the other thing is they know that the American public is well-armed. So they're going to keep continuing to to blast out these mass shootings. They're going to continue the social disruption like we saw in the summer of 2020. So they'll give them an excuse to come in and confiscate people's weapons and that will be the beginning of the total tyranny in this country and i'm not a a bible thumper i'm not a advocate of guns but you do need to know how to use one for your own protection because as you can see in many places in many urban areas the violence is getting out of hand and you just need to have one and know how to use it for your own protection so these are some ideas and we're sounding the Ben to alert you to what's going on don't sleep on it because if you snooze, you lose, as we used to say. So with that, we're going to close out today's program. And as always, this is Junish Ricardo Stanton encouraging you to engage in mental decolonization. Free your mind, the rest will follow. Stay strong, stay well, and stay sane.